We are living in dangerous, weird times now. Smart people just shrug and admit they're dazed and confused. The only ones left with any confidence at all are the new dumb. It is the beginning of the end of our world as we knew it. Doom is the operative ethic. I thought we might need a little Hunter S. Thompson to start the episode off today. Because doom is all around us. Man, welcome to the Colorado Switchblade. I'm Jason Van Tatenhove. We've got a lot of a lot of doom to cover today. And that doom is happening here in Estes Park and of course in the Ukraine. Though, albeit the, the doom of Estes Park is a lot less in scope and magnitude than the precipice of World War III that we're finding ourselves in in the European theater. So today, we'll start off with the local news. Today The town of Estes Park, just earlier this morning, uh, released the uh, findings of an independent review of the police department that had been completed by a third-party consulting firm, Jensen Hughes. Um, And this is dealing with whether or not the police department or the city had any knowledge within the department of the domestic violence committed by former Captain Eric Rose. Um. The, uh, the consulting firm concluded there was no prior knowledge of Rose's behavior by any individual in the organization. The consultant also evaluated the police department's policies and administrative procedures so that it could suggest any potential improvements. They concluded the majority of the department's processes and policies are consistent with the best practices in the field. But before we get into the findings and our thoughts on that, let's just go back and revisit exactly what led to this investigation because I have a lot of new listeners, a lot of new readers, and they may not know the story of what transpired here um, last year. So let's go ahead and just recap what happened here. So, and really the best information I found as far as transparency and, and kind of a summary of events comes from the opinion letter that the district attorney had written back on October 26th of 2021. This is Gordon P. McLaughlin, who was district attorney in Larimer County. Um, And in this letter, it talks, uh, here's what it says, that on September 23rd, 2021, the Estes Park Police Department reached out to the 8th Judicial District Critical Incident Response Team, or the CERT team, uh, members asking for assistance in investigating allegations of domestic abuse, sorry, domestic violence involving one of their officers. Due to the seriousness of the allegations, it was determined that an independent investigation was prudent and the CERT protocols were instituted. The purpose of a CERT investigation is to provide an independent and comprehensive examination of critical incidents involving law enforcement to ensure there is accountability for any criminal conduct. So in the CERT investigation, they found this factual background that on September 19th, 2021, at approximately 5.16 p.m., Captain Eric Rose of the Estes Park Police Department aired over the emergency radio that his wife was suffering from a seizure and foaming from the mouth. 
Mr. Rose transported his wife, Miss Rose, to the Estes Park Hospital in his patrol car with lights and sirens activated. Once at the hospital, Mr. Rose reported that his wife had been involved in an accident where she had fallen and hit her head while working on the deck at their family residence. According to Mr. Rose, the accident had occurred two days prior and Miss Rose had been suffering from headaches ever since. Mr. Rose repeated the claim, that claim, to family members shortly thereafter. After being initially treated and stabilized at the Esses Park Hospital, Miss Rose was transported to the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland due to the severity of her injuries. The next day, September 20th, 2021, Miss Rose disclosed to one of her daughters who had arrived in town for support that her injuries were the result of domestic violence caused by Mr. Rose and not the result of an accident. Miss Rose did not provide further details to her daughter at this point and specifically told her daughter not to share this information with anyone during this time. Mr. Rose repeatedly visited Miss Rose at the hospital and continued to maintain to family, friends, and colleagues at the Estes Park Police Department that her injuries were the result of an accident. Family began to grow more suspect of Mr. Rose, who was acting erratic and paranoid, and his story changed multiple times. Eventually, Mr. Rose claimed that he had blacked out and didn't recall what occurred on September 17, 2021. Mr. Rose took various steps between the night of the assault and the initiation of the CERT investigation to prevent Miss Rose from relaying what occurred, obstruct family members from seeking more information, and intimidate family from reporting the incident to law enforcement. Some of the manipulation and intimidation was captured through text messages and recorded conversations and surely delayed the timing of the ultimate report to law enforcement. Three days later, on September 23, 2021, Miss Rose's daughter informed her brother Anthony Rose and sister-in-law Ashley Rose about their mother's disclosure. Both Ashley and Anthony Rose are members of the Colorado State University Police Department. They advised that they are mandatory reporters and proceeded to promptly report what they had learned to CSU's PD's chain of command. CSU's PD Chief Wendy Rich Goldschmidt contacted SS Park Police Department Chief Wes Cufield and informed him that Miss Rose's injuries were alleged to be the result of domestic violence committed by Mr. Rose. Chief Cufield contacted Larimer County Sheriff Justin Smith and requested that CERT take over the investigation into the domestic violence assault allegations against Mr. Rose so that independent and unbiased findings could be made. In consultation with CERT commanders, the uh, 8th Judicial CERT protocol was invoked and designated to the Larimer County Sheriff's Office as the lead investigative agency. The Larimer County Sheriff's Office immediately dispatched investigators to Estes Park to take over the investigation and contact Mr. Rose. Close in time to the activation of the CERT, law enforcement was informed that Mr. Rose had discovered Miss Rose's disclosure regarding domestic violence. Mr. Rose's family informed MCR Medical Center of the Rockies that her injuries were the result of an assault at the hands of Mr. Rose. MCR put in place procedures to prevent Mr. Rose's contact and visitation with Miss Rose. When Mr. Rose arrived to visit Miss Rose on September 23, 2021, MCR staff turned him away due to their domestic violence protocol. 
During initial interviews, family members informed certain investigators that Mr. Rose had made threats in the past to take his own life, and they were worried Mr. Rose was, quote, either going to make someone kill him or he's going to kill himself, end quote. Family members also reported directly to Chief Kufield that they feared for the safety of Mr. Rose and others. Certain investigators became concerned that Mr. Rose presented an immediate risk to family members, law enforcement, and himself. Actions were immediately taken to remove his access to law enforcement-sensitive locations and communication devices. Through coordinated response by the Estes Park Police Department, Larimer County Sheriff's Office, Mr. Rose was located at his residence in Estes Park and CERT planned a rapid response to the scene. The initial response was complicated by Mr. Rose's knowledge of law enforcement tactics and created additional safety concerns for investigators. Now, I'm going to stop reading from this uh, this finding and just talk about what happened that day here in town. So we kind of got clued as to something was going on because suddenly town hall was just shut down and there were um, vague messages put up that they were. Um, there were also helicopters up in the sky and there were tactical teams, um, you know, sheriff's office and other uh, law enforcement agencies that had a heavy presence in the area. There were uh, officers, deputies in uh, camouflage fatigues and uh, tactical vests with armor and carrying long guns. Um, so let's let's go back to this. Initially, due to their proximity, Estes Park Police Department officers set up surveillance on the residents. However, Larimer County Sheriff's investigators took over as they arrived on scene pursuant to their role as lead cert agency. Contemporaneously at MCR, investigators worked with Miss Rose to learn more about what had occurred in the days leading up to her seizure and admission to the Estes Park Hospital. Interviews with Miss Rose, both during the initial law enforcement response and later follow-up, revealed a lengthy series of events leading up to law enforcement becoming aware of what had occurred during this incident. Miss Rose reported that on the evening of September 17, 2021, Mr. and Mrs. Rose attended an engagement party where Mr. Rose consumed alcohol to the point of intoxication. Upon returning home, a verbal dispute ensued over a long-standing marital disagreement. Miss Rose attempted to disengage from the ongoing verbal dispute, but Mr. Rose threatened to take his own life if she did. The verbal dispute turned physical when Mr. Rose reportedly struck Miss Rose with a handgun and kicked her after she fell to the ground. Miss Rose was stated, he was swinging at me and hitting my head so hard that I couldn't see and couldn't hear. And Mr. Rose stated, if he kills himself, it would be my fault. At some point during the assault, Miss Rose reported, Miss Rose's mother attempted to intervene and stop Mr. Rose. However, Mr. Rose shoved her aside and continued the assault of Miss Rose. Eventually, Miss Rose escaped and locked herself into another part of the residence. Mr. and Ms. Rose continued with weekend plans after the assault for another 48 hours until she was taken to the hospital by Mr. Rose. No physical evidence of the assault remained as Miss Rose reported she cleaned up the area Several days had passed before law enforcement entered the home. However, Miss Rose's injuries were consistent with the assault she described. 
While no other family members reported witnessing the assault, those present at home did confirm a disturbance with one family member telling investigators there was a ruckus and screaming. In another reporting that they yelled for it to stop, both family members present reported difficulty remembering specific details about the incident. Miss Rose's daughter reported communicating by phone that Mr. and Miss Rose that night and learning of serious verbal disturbance, though she did not know at the time it turned physical. The district attorney's report has a lot more details in it, uh, specifically with communications and voice memos um, that you can find on the Larimer County website. I will post a link in the article uh, to all of these documents so you can see them. Um, but we're going to skip that because that just gets personal. And again, this is a small town that it's just been through so much. Um, while we need to hold our police department to accountability and transparency, I will say that I have never seen such transparency with an, an episode like this, with an incident like this, that the, the district attorney released it, the town released it. Um, I do have some concerns with the, the, the findings, um, but we're going to go over that afterwards. So getting back to the timeline here, the Lambert County Sheriff's Office investigators worked with attorneys from the district attorney's office to draft a search warrant for Mr. Rose's residence and an arrest warrant uh, for charges of assault in the first degree, a class three felony, menacing, a class five felony, and a domestic violence sentencing enhancer. A district court judge reviewed and signed both warrants on September 23, 2021. Investigators reached out multiple times to Mr. Rose with no response. Personnel from the Estes Park Police Department were also asked to attempt to contact Mr. Rose, who did not answer any phone calls or respond to any text messages. Investigators were able to make contact with two family members who were inside the residence. Investigators met with them outside the residence and were able to get them to safety. Over the next several hours, investigators continued to reach out to Mr. Rose as operators from the Larimer County All Hazards Crisis Response Team, which is our kind of mutual support SWAT team that, that does stuff in the area, um, prepared to serve the search warrant on the residents. Given the location of the Estes Valley, Larimer County was also assisted by the Boulder County Sheriff's Office SWAT team. And approximately 9.18 p.m. on September 23, 2021, the, the SWAT teams approached the residence and discovered Mr. Rose deceased outdoors at the rear of the residence from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. On September 24, 2021, the Larimer County's coroner's office conducted an autopsy of Mr. Rose's body. The Larimer County coroner ruled the cause of death as a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head and the manner of death as suicide. On Mr. Rose's waistband at the time of his death, investigators located a Glock 43 9mm handgun. It was reported that Mr. Rose always carried this pistol on him. Ms. Rose could not be sure, but believed that this handgun was the one used to assault her. Investigators also learned from Ms. Rose that domestic violence had occurred throughout the length of their marriage. Prior incidents Ms. Rose reported included Mr. Rose threatening her with firearms, firing a gun in the bedroom during a dispute, and physically assaulting her, but never violence rising to the level of what occurred on September 17, 2021. Miss Rose stated that the violence was usually in connection with Mr. Rose's alcohol consumption. Miss Rose actively hid the ongoing domestic violence from family, friends, and Mr. Rose's co-workers. When asked directly, Miss Rose 
stated that she did not believe that any member of law enforcement knew about the abuse until the disclosures of September 23, 2021. Investigators conducted a neighborhood canvas to see if anyone knew of the ongoing domestic violence perpetrated by Mr. Rose. None of the neighbors reported knowing of any abuse. Family and community members were also interviewed regarding their knowledge of domestic violence. Mr. Rose's ex-wife did report a history of domestic violence while she was married to Mr. Rose prior to their divorce in 1994. His ex-wife also reported that Ms. Rose previously disclosed ongoing domestic violence with Mr. Rose that is consistent with Ms. Rose's reports to CERT. Ms. Rose's sister also reported knowledge of a history of abuse, but did not know the abuse had turned physical. On September 18, 2021, Ms. Rose disclosed to her sister that Mr. Rose hit her on the night of September 17, 2021, but she had not connected the assault with Ms. Rose's hospitalization until further information emerged later. Neither Mr. Rose's ex-wife nor Miss Rose's sister believed that any of the domestic violence by Mr. Rose was ever reported to law enforcement. While other family members also reported knowledge that Mr. Rose could grow angry when intoxicated, they reported no knowledge of any physical abuse or reports to law enforcement. They believed Mr. Rose was skilled at hiding his true character. Investigators interviewed past and present members of the Essex Park Police Department, no one reported any knowledge of domestic violence in Mr. Rose's past. In addition, inquiries to Mr. Rose's law enforcement records did not reveal any concerns regarding abusive behavior, domestic violence, excessive force, or unlawful use of his firearms. Medical records revealed that Ms. Rose suffered a closed fracture of her L1 vertebrae, concussion with loss of consciousness, injury to her right vertebral artery, stenosis of the right and left arteries, subdural hematoma with a midline shift, rupture of the left eardrum, and traumatic brain injury with altered mental status. Law enforcement examined Mr. Rose's cell phone and discovered the following internet searches. Prison terms for second-degree assault, and those, there's two words corrected in there uh, that were misspelled. Collect Social Security in prison. How to die of a heart attack. Can you make someone have a heart attack? Five medications that can cause heart failure. Which causes death faster, headshot or shot to heart? What angle is most deadly headshot? Mr. Rose's cell phone location history corroborated Mrs. Rose's account of the events leading up to her admission to the Estes Park Hospital. The conclusion reached by the DA. Anytime a member of law enforcement is accused of a crime, let alone crimes as serious as those alleged herein, there is an understandable break in trust with the community, and the public will rightfully have questions about who may have known and what could have been done. The CERT investigation made every effort to answer those questions so far as they raised any potential of criminal conduct. With extensive community canvassing and questioning of family, friends, and law enforcement, the CERT did not receive a single allegation that Mr. Rose had ever been reported for domestic violence to the Estes Park Police Department or any other agency in the past. Domestic violence is unfortunately very common throughout the country, and the nature of domestic violence is such that the perpetrator chooses where it occurs and who is there to witness it. Mr. Rose appears to have made very deliberate choices to perpetrate his crimes in the seclusion of his home without witnesses 
and concealed his conduct from scrutiny. Both Estes Park Police Department leadership and staff were cooperative in this investigation, including but not limited to Chief Qfield's initial call asking for an independent cert investigation and transparency with follow-up interviews and information sharing. All evidence indicated the Estes Police Department was unaware of the history of abuse and rightfully outraged upon learning its extent. So, that's the, the basics of the finding of the DA. So let's jump back to where we were with the new third-party investigation, specifically with the SS Park Police Department, and how this could have gone unknown for, for decades, this, this behavior with someone who was a pillar of the police department. So the summary of our investigative investigation regarding Eric Rose and domestic violence. Again, this is the third-party investigators, um, Jensen Hughes, in what they found. Eric Rose's victims kept his long history of domestic violence dating back to when he was a teenager a secret. Eric Rose's first and second wife, Amy and Lori Rose, respectively said other than each other, they did not tell those closest to them about Eric Rose's violence. Their children said that although their parents argued and Eric Rose had an alcohol abuse problem when he drank hard liquor, they were unaware of any violence in their parents' marriage. Lisa Rose said she never reported the domestic violence to law enforcement before September 23, 2021, and she did not believe anyone in law enforcement knew of the abuse. Eric Rose's ex-wife, Amy Rose, also said she never reported Eric Rose's domestic abuse to law enforcement. The CERT investigators' canvas of neighbor and community members did not identify anyone with knowledge or information of family violence. All Estes Park Police Department employees who Durden and Geoffrey interviewed stated that they did not have knowledge of or information about Eric Rose's involvement in domestic violence. Eric Rose's colleagues generally reacted to learning of his domestic abuse on September 23, 2021, with feelings of shock and betrayal. The report then goes on to resummarize the events of September 17th and through the 19th. Their findings were that they did not identify any Estes Park Police Department members who had previous knowledge of domestic violence involving Eric Rose. They determined that the Estes Park Police Department could not administratively charge any members with having knowledge of or information about Eric Rose's involvement in domestic violence before September 23, 2021, as no evidence existed that any Estes Park Police Department member knew about or concealed such information. We did not identify any community members with information and or were aware of Eric Rose's history of domestic violence. No available evidence indicated the Larimer County Sheriff's Office handled a previous domestic violence incident involving Eric Rose when the Rose family lived in a residence in the county jurisdiction. They also mentioned that the SS Park Police Department members who worked at the department at the time of this alleged incident had no direct knowledge of it nor did the police department employee who worked at the Larimer County Sheriff's Office at the time. Eric Rose's performance appraisals reflected work performance that routinely met or exceeded the expectations for his positions. Estes Park Police Department employment records do not indicate any concerns regarding abusive behavior, domestic violence, excessive force, or unlawful use of firearms. The internal affairs records do not reflect a pattern of complaints against Eric Rose. Now, here's the part that gets me. And I've got some questions about this. Eric Rose received three complaints early in his career, two of which were substantiated. 
Further information about the complaints investigations is unavailable because the dates of the records exceeds the department's Internal Affairs Division's 10-year record retention policy. As such, the department destroyed the relevant records, including the allegations and disciplinary action taken. So why is it that we have reference of three complaints two of which were substantiated with someone who has been accused of such heinous crimes that not just anyone, but the captain of our police department, I would think just personally that we may have to rethink that policy, that the department's internal affairs division's tenure record retention policy may need to, to be updated because Obviously, this fell through the cracks in major ways. And if we're talking about transparency with the leadership of our police department, then maybe we need to have an internal affairs division record retention policy that exceeds 10 years and doesn't destroy those records. These are digital records. It takes nothing to, to keep them once digitized. That's my real question. Now, what I'll say is I have been blown away in a good way with how the city has handled it, the town of Estes Park, talking with, you know, people I know within the town, uh, its political structure, um, that they put it out there. They, they put everything out there. And I've never seen such a disclosure from a district attorney in a case like this. And the fact that they, um, the third-party investigators basically came up with the same thing as the the DA's investigation. Um, so I, kudos there. Like that is a, a great amount of transparency in what we usually see in cases like this. But I think we need to rethink that policy, the internal affairs record policy, because that may have answered a lot more questions. And so often with cases like this, we're really never going to know the extent of what had truly happened until victims are willing to come forward and tell their story. And that's always such a difficult minefield to, to try to walk through, because in small communities, stories like this can just tear at the very fabric of a community. And until people are ready we have to respect their rights to privacy as much as we can. Now, everything that I've talked about are all publicly available records. And I just feel like with such a big story like this, we do need to have more of an in-depth conversation about what has happened and how we can most importantly avoid situations like this moving forward as we build a better tomorrow. All right, well, that's it for that particular story. I also have a a, um, a second local news story that just happened today. So earlier this morning, there was a release on the Esses Park Trail Gazette, which is the newspaper of record here in town. Um, and it was a letter sent to them by Sheldon Rosencrantz, the, the school district, the Esses Park School District superintendent. And in this letter, 
I'm just going to read what it says here. With very mixed feelings, I am informing you of an opportunity that came my way I could not pass up. The board of directors for the Summit School has informed me that I am the finalist for the superintendency of in their district. This is public as of today. So um, he's going to be going through the interview process on March 10th and 11th, and the final decision will be announced on March 15th. This position is expected to be incredibly competitive, and Rosencrantz is looking forward to the opportunity to be involved in this process. While he says that he's been very happy working in the Estes Park School District and believe we are continuing to work in a positive direction and that he enjoys working with the new board, which was recently elected, he believes that uh, we have the capacity for continuous improvement. With all we have in place, great things will continue in this district. And um, even if he's chosen as the Summit School District's new superintendent. He goes on to say the Summit School District fits into my professional goals and career advancement. I encourage all of us to continue to grow professionally and feel this is a great opportunity for me to do so if selected. This is the only position that I have applied for, and I feel I'm a good fit to continue the great work Summit is doing. This will not affect the work I am doing at Estes Park, and I will continue to serve the district at the highest level. I am proud to work for Estes, and if I am not selected, I'm happy to continue to serve and take Estes Park schools to the highest level. So we're, we're option B. We're, we're no longer that priority, I think. I think, and, and unfortunately, we've seen this. I mean, we had the, the principal resign in a matter of, the new principal beginning of the school year this year resign in a matter of days. I think this may point to deeper issues happening at our school district. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So... That's the other big breaking news we have here locally in Estes Park. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason Van Tatenhove. You've been listening to the Colorado Switchblade.